Listening to your community spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again, the circle of... (laughs) What kind of circle? Circle of friends. The circle of friends. Circle of family. The circle of family. And circle of being, too. Why not? The circle of being. Wake up! and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. Listen to your community spirit. This show is about changing things as the world ends. Yes. We are in the end times in some way, in some form. So Some le- things are ending and hopefully other things are beginning. Yeah. If all exactly. goes well. Um, we are in the process of trying to save the Earth, but... We're trying to save the Earth so we can survive on it. So, yeah, let's let's try to make it so that we, as a human species, do not go out with, well, not with a bang, but if we do go out, we go out with style. <laughs> so, a few happenings here in the greater um, bioregion: Interfaith Week Art Exhibit. There, ha- there's a call for submissions. The Carbondale Interfaith Council announced a call for artists to participate in a juried exhibition that will be held at the Carbondale Civic Center through the month of April in honor of Interfaith Week, which will be celebrated April 6th through the 12th, 2008. Artists shall refer technical questions to the Carbondale Community Arts at 618-457. 5100 or cca at neondsl.com. Questions about Interfaith Week may be directed to the Reverend Bill Sasso at 618-529-2439 or Marilyn Shepard at 521-3541. All right, and in other happenings, looks like we've got one that was passed on to us. Passed on to us by Anna. <laughs> Anna Vilichkova uh, has passed on to us to say that the week around January 26th is a global week of action called for by the World Social Forum. Uh, you can get more information about the World Social Forum at www.wsf2008.net. Communities around the world are organizing for social justice and social change. It's good to see that that's still going strong, and uh, thank you to Anna for passing that along to us and open minds well open minds is a good thing january 27th at 8:45 a.m at the carbondale unitarian fellowship located at the corner of parish and sunset at 105 north parish lane in carbondale the open minds topic is atheism then and now david christensen humanist will offer commentary and lead the discussion more information at 
C-U-U-F dot net or call 529-2439. And also part of the Open Minds that same day, January 27th at 10.30 a.m., Ban Banjari, Understanding Hinduism. Fellowship member Ban Banerji. He's going to get on my case. He'll teach you how to pronounce it properly. (laughs) We'll share from his experience of the Hindu faith or Hindu religion as he reflects upon his core beliefs and values. A native of India, Ban has a lifetime experience and curiosity to draw upon, and his conclusions are sure to be informative. Again, more information at dub3.cuuf.net or call 529-2439. And I threw this one in. It's um, February seventh. It's a little while, but yeah. you might want to put this on your calendar. February seventh at seven p.m. Carbondale area residents are invited to participate in an open conversation with Mayor Brad Cole on Carbondale as a cool city. And um, well, the cool cities is essentially the Kyoto Protocol for cities. Yeah, for cities, for mayors. It's not just, you know, oh, Carbonale's cool. Yeah. Which it is. Well, Carbonale yeah. is cool. But right now it's be, cold. Yeah, right now it's cold. <laughs> it's but like it's going to be even cooler once uh, we implement some ecological measures. Yeah, so um, I understand the mayor has actually signed onto the Cool Cities program. Yes. But the city council has not, and they have not yet implemented all the points. I mean, there's some really good points that the... Well, the mayor signed a really good um, program, which it's like, again, the Kyoto Protocol for Cities. Yeah. But they have yet to implement any of the stuff into their, well, city planning. Yeah. So so this may be a part of turning that vision to, into a reality in our yeah. area. So I would, yeah, it would be really good if the city could implement it into their programming. So... Yes. Okay. Let's see. Did we have any other happenings this week? Well, the one of the happenings I have um, is you can actually anybody in Jackson County um, can actually go vote now. Oh you yes, can vote early. early voting. Well, you can vote early, but not often. Yes. You know, but <laughs> actually, um, at the courthouse, um, eight to four every day of the week. So, I mean, that's pretty often. Yeah. You can go to the Jackson County Courthouse from now until the end of the month, um, every day of the week from Monday through Friday from 8 to 4, or you can go to the Carbondale Civic Center Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 10 to 3. You will mark a form to request your ballot. And um, this information is from the Green Party, so they say, don't be discouraged by not seeing the word green on that form. It was actually printed before the party got solidly established. Yeah. You can check other and write green in the blank. And then some also campaign organizing meetings for Cynthia McKinney, Green Party candidate for president, and Roger Jennings, Green Party US for US Congress, are this Sunday, one and two PM respectively, at the Big Muddy Independent Media Center, two fourteen North Washington Street. And um, Roger Jennings, who is running for U.S. Congress, will actually come down from Alton for this meeting. So, yeah, and that's important to note that uh, you know 
not all places have in the primaries where you can get the green ballot. So it does exist here. And um, some people are questioning why they should vote green. They, you know, what is it going to do? I mean, the person's might not get elected. Yeah. I like. I really like it that in this state, we know that the electoral vote is going to go to a Democrat, so we can vote who we want to. <laughs> yeah. I well, mean. Well, we can always vote who we want to, but in terms of strategy, that... Yeah, well, it's, you know, if you think someone really mm-hmm. bads, you're going to vote for the lesser of two evils, mm-hmm. but here, you can vote for who you really want to, because the electoral vote, you know, is going to go to the lesser of two evils already, mm-hmm. you know, so... Yeah, you can uh, vote for someone really, really good. So, yeah, I also I'd like to see us do more talk about uh, instant runoff voting too, because that would help also with uh, independent parties and third parties to have a place in elections. Well, I mean, I think there should be, you know, multiple days to be able to vote. You should be able to vote online. I mean, if your money is secure online, why can't your vote be <laughs> secure online? Yeah, <laughs> it's like okay. So you should be able to vote online and vote for at least a 24-hour period. And you should always have the option to check none of the above. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like. I mean, now what you can do is check and do a write-in candidate. Yeah, that's what I do for my option of none of the above. I write in someone. Yeah, but, <laughs> you know, it's just like, it, imagine how many people would just check that if they had that as an option. Yeah, you'd get more voter turnout, I bet. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you cannot not vote. So... So let's see. So we've got the early voting, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about the Greens. Yeah, got from the Greens. Let's see. Yeah, that's we were talking about this a little bit already, but how they uh, there are a lot of people who want to vote in the primary for uh, one of the t- other two parties, but with the media stirring up all of the drama about the personal clashes between the candidates of those parties. And, you, and your vote is really strong because, you know, I mean, percentage-wise, yeah. you know, I mean, one person's vote is a lot stronger if not that many people vote, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, it actually says that. As a percentage of all votes cast. Yeah. So. All right, we'll be right back with some news. If you would like your happenings to happen, you have to let us know, because otherwise nobody, I mean nobody, is going to show up to your event. Yeah, they'll hear it here first. Yeah, we are the happening guys, and if you don't let us know about your happening, it's not going to happen. So, if you email it to info at yourcommunityspirit.org, that's or. Yeah. Or you could email it to me at treesong at treesong.org. And either way, we will get it to the show and mention it here on the air. We'll be right back with the news.
that's some music, um, sun-worshipping music. So we'll see. Might bring out the sun. I like sunny, cold weather. So Yeah, if it's going to be cold, having the sun out there makes it a lot more yeah. fun. Last couple of days, we had you know, a bit of sun coming out every once in a while just to say, Hey, I'm still around. I've actually not run out of power. Normally, during the winter, I get a lot of really cloudy days. It's been cold, but it hasn't been cloudy, so I'm still producing quite a bit of you know, power myself personally. And, of course, my solar system. Yeah, so. because you're also solar-powered. Yeah, everybody yeah. is. It's like, female health care. Is that lead in your lipstick? The Campaign for Safe Cosmetics, a coalition of consumer advocacy groups, tested 33 name-brand red lipsticks. Just red. But red is the most popular. And found that 61% of the popular brands had detectable lead levels of 0.03 to 0.065 parts per million. Now, since there are no federal legal standard for lead in lipstick, apparently they don't realize it's around the mouth, or in cosmetics period, the lipsticks were compared to candy. Candy does have a level of allowable lead in it. Yeah, yeah, which is funny. Allowable lead, <laughs> you know, allowable poison in candy. Lead flavoring. Now, candy is allowed to have 0.1 parts per million. One third of the tested lipsticks exceeded candy's level. <laughs> okay? Medical studies indicate that lead can cause a learning, language, and behavioral problems such as reduced school performance. Pregnant women and young children are more vulnerable to lead exposure. Lead has also been linked to infertility and miscarriage. According to the report available online at safecosmetics.org, some of the highest lead levels were in L'Oreal's Color Rich True Red and Classic Wine, CoverGirl's Maximum Red, and Christian Doors. I'm sure that's not how you pronounce her name. I know. She's a famous person, but I don't know famous people. Yeah. Positive Red. All the brands, of course, refute the claims. Yeah. Saying they are in compliance with federal regulations, which there are none. <laughs> yes, there are none, so they're in compliance. <laughs> Meanwhile, of course, the FDA is looking into regulating them, but they can't seem to... Yeah. Yeah. I so. wonder if lead counts as an artificial flavor or a natural flavor. <laughs> it is a sort of a natural element, but not something you usually want to gnaw on. Gnaw on, yeah. Yeah. And there are all-natural uh, makeups and such out there, so you may want to seek those out as alternatives, unless you like lead flavor. <laughs> yeah. You realize that right now there are droughts going on a lot of places because... Some people say it's because of global warming yeah. and climate change, but psh, it's been going on for a while. Well, use the forethought, Nuke. Nuclear power plants in the U.S. Southeast may face shutdowns due to the drought. Well, it seems like nuclear reactors use a lot of water. Yeah. And, well, there's not that much water around. So... A growing number of reactors are inching closer and closer to the water levels that may hamper plant operation. Pumping water from shallower depths, even when available, can also lead to forced shutdowns to the water's increased temperature. Quote, 
We need a lot of water to operate nuclear plants, said Jim Warren, executive director of North Carolina Green Group. Water is the nuclear industry's arch um, Achilles heels. <laughs> yeah. By our count, that makes at least four such heels. Water, the legacy of radioactive waste. Nuke plants appeal as a terrorist target and the enormous cost of nuke plant construction. God. All right, straight to the source, Associated Press. Well, I guess the costs of nuke plants just keep adding up, don't they? <laughs> so, right. so in other news, oh, this one's interesting. Just say no. Why Al Gore isn't running for president. Al Gore has broken many an environmentalist heart by repeatedly rebuffing suggestions that he run for president. Huck of the man who so narrowly missed the presidency in 2000 and whose climate change evangelism has since won him widespread popularity and respect resists the current call of the most powerful question position in the world. And uh, they've got um, uh, journalist Mark Hartsgaard, who's covered the ex-vice president's climate activism since 1992, argues that Gore has good reasons for staying out of the race and above the fray. And they've got more on that in uh, at Grist, grist.org. I don't really like usually hyping some company because they do all this green, you know, they're doing all this green stuff because now it's kind of popular. Yeah, it's but, trendy. <laughs> but the majority of the reason why companies do green things because it saves money. Yeah. Here's another way a company is saving money. Sack your bags. Whole Foods to stop giving out plastic grocery bags by Earth Day. They got a deadline. Yes. (laughs) The mega retailer of natural foods announced that it will instead encourage customers to bring their own reusable bags. The lazy and forgetful will have their goodies bundled into 100% recycled paper bags. So... The grocer estimates that the plastic bag ban in stores all across the world will eliminate the use of about 100 million plastic bags between Earth Day and the end of 2008. Not even a year. Uh, Altogether, Americans throw away about 100 billion, that's billion with a B, plastic bag each year. And that's billion with a big B. Straight to the source, well, Whole Foods Market press release. And then, of course, USA Today covered it also. So, uh, so in other news, I want to mention this because this is something that's been on my mind for a while, but it is getting increasing attention. Uh, the least we, we can do, like I guess like the least we can do, the least we can do, report warns of new security threats from climate change. Climate change will create a range of new security threats including millions of displaced climate refugees, according to a new report from Britain's Oxford Research Group. The report forecasts a tumultuous climate change future by as early as 2050, where some 200 million climate refugees fleeing environmental disasters in their homelands will try to immigrate to the UK and to other wealthy nations. To his credit, the report's author recommends actually tackling climate change now to avoid encountering such a situation. Instead of beefing up anti-immigration policies and fortifying police and other armed forces. However, given the current pace of action on climate change and government's fondness for brute force, 
The report offered but one bright point, a high likelihood for revolution. <laughs> Quote, if governments simply respond with traditional attempts to maintain the status quo and control insecurity, they will ultimately fail, the report said. Quote, in today's globalized world, using military force to secure resources overseas while attempting to create a fortress state at home will not work. The security consequences of climate change will not just manifest themselves over there, they will be domestic security concerns for both developed and developing nations alike. Straight to the source, uh, Press Association and The Times. It's the green economy, stupid. At the Democratic debate, candidates agree on green jobs, fight over, well, <laughs> pretty much everything else. At the acrimonious Democratic presidential debate on Monday night, the three leading candidates bickered over a wide range of issues, but they all agreed on one thing, the need to invest in creating green-collar jobs. The CNN moderators didn't ask any questions about the environment, at all. But Hillary Clinton, John Edwards, and Barack Obama all brought up the importance of building a clean energy economy when they were asked about the country's economic health. Quote, I want to put money into clean energy jobs, green-collar jobs, said Clinton, barring talking points from environmental justice leader Van Jones. Um, we're betting he didn't mind. Uh, yeah, I'm sure yeah. he'll loan him out to yeah. anyone who wants him. <laughs> Quote, we could put hundreds and hundreds of young people to work right now putting solar panels in, insulating houses, she continued. Edwards and Obama echoed those points. No word on how the message re resonated with Americans for a balanced energy choice. A coal industry lobbying group that sponsored the Monday matchup as well as previous debates. Straight to the source, CNN. Oh, I bet they were fuming, but it happened anyway. So we're going to highlight a little good article. Yes, some good news, some energizing news. This one is called Rise to Power. Uh, clean tech and wind power are both soaring. Investment in clean tech companies rose 44% from 2005 to 2006 and jumped an additional 44%, uh, additional 44% from 2006 to 2007, soaring to... I guess that's $15.8 billion, according to the Cleantech Group, LLC. Last year in Cleantech, energy generation received $2.75 billion in investment, followed by energy storage, uh, which was $471 million, and transportation, which was $445 million. And you know what that means. Quote, More new car companies were financed in the last 12 months than probably in the last 50 or 60 years says the Clean Tech Group's John Balbach. Uh, well, I guess that's mixed news, but... <laughs> <laughs> and, well, for me, the best part is the American Wind Energy Association predict that wind will produce 20% of the energy by 2020. Yeah, well, and U.S. wind power grew by 45% last year. And so, as you said, 20% by 2020. That's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, and that information came from the Wall Street Journal. Well, yes. this is the end of our time. I hope um, you use this time wisely, sit inside and listen to us every week. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to uh, contact us, our website is yourcommunityspirit.org. We'll see you again next week. Stay warm, stay focused, 
do good things. Yes, and stay energized. Yeah.